Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another exciting message. I know I have been on a series talking about Moses, but today we're going to switch it up and do something different. Uh, we're going to talk about Psalms, and I've got one particular Psalm that I want to talk about today, and I want to just explain this Psalm to you, what this Psalm it's really saying. I want you to get the fullness of it. I want you to know what David is saying about God. So I just want to encourage you today, whatever you're going through, remember that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want to talk about this Psalm, Psalm 16. And actually, this is a third Masonic Psalm. So this, this Psalm is dealing with Christ. And so it's, in, it's, it's, it's important that we know these things because God has a purpose and a plan and a destiny. And my goal is to just in, enlighten the word on you and so that we can have fellowship and talk about the goodness of God and what he has for his people and what he has in store for his people. So I want to tell you right now, if you're dealing with depression, oppression, you're feeling like that your life doesn't matter, that there's nothing that's going on, let me tell you something. God is always moving, especially when you don't see him. I'll be reading from the King James Version today, and we'll be talking about Psalm 16 and his meaning and, and what was David talking about in the Psalms. So I just want to just share that with you. We're going to do something different, but we're going to get back to uh, Moses. We're going to still deal with Moses, but today we're going to talk about Psalm 16. I want to just, you know, elaborate on this Psalms and give some insight. The symbolicness and what it means. You know, I, I've been taking this 30-day challenge, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. I'm believing God, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that uh, the cares of the world I'm putting up behind me. I'm going to trust God to be my defense, be my mechanism, be that person that uh, I look to, even when it hurts. You know, sometimes when you're uh, waiting on God, it can hurt. But let me tell you something. He can take away the tears. You know, one of the things about You Are Not Alone podcast show is, is to give you uh, inspiration, but also let you know that there's nothing wrong with going through things because the, the Bible talks about it. The Bible says that you know that we're going to go through some things in life, uh, and we're going to have some victories, and sometimes we're going to have some tears. Sometimes some things just may not work the way that you want them to work, but we're going to find out that God is faithful in all that stuff. And sometimes a lot of things that happen just because it's just not meant for it to happen at this time. So like I said, we're going to be talking about Psalm 16. Psalm 16, we're going to talk about this, this word that God has for the believers to cling to. And so I'm going to go with verse 1. But before I go with verse 1, you know what we got to do, right? We just can't just start talking without praying because prayer is the only way to involve God into your circumstances and get God to move in our world. One thing I want you to do, 
I want you to send me your prayer request so that we can pray about some things and that we can stand in agreement on some things and see what God would do for us uh, if we just trust him and believe that he can. Remember, like I told you, the only thing our requirement is just to believe that God is God. Jesus had only one job to prove that there was only one God. And I just want to share this God that I love. And I want to share his word with you. I want to impart some things into you. And I want you to pray for me. In other words, as I pray for you, remember what's ever on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I hope that you had a good day. I hope that you had a, a peaceful day. But if you're struggling, that's all right. Uh, if you're having difficulties, you know, with school, that's all right. Remember, uh, what happens today doesn't have to be carried into tomorrow. So when you wake up, whatever was the night before is behind you. It's, it doesn't exist. That day is gone. It's wiped off the books. And I wanted to tell you that because someone needs to know that you don't have to live in what happened yesterday. You don't have to live in what happened yesterday. So that means that you can release yourself from anything that can be a negative thought, something that's uh, pushing you over the edge. And then you have to know that you know that God is a reward of those who daily seek him. Remember I was talking about faith and what faith is? We found out that faith is, first of all, believing that God exists. But then also believing that he will reward those who diligently seek him, those who constantly come to him and, and don't lean to their own understanding, but they truly rely on God, whether it's in the good or if it's in the bad. They believe that God has something in store and he's working on some things for them. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to let you know that you're not alone. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be uplifted. I want you to have a perspective that I can overcome because I believe in God. And whatever my circumstance look like today, it doesn't have to be that way tomorrow. You know, so I just want to just pray and pray for you. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for the day, Father. We thank you in all things, the good things, the negative things, we just thank you, Father, because you've given us life today. You've given us a purpose and a destiny today. And, Father, I pray for all those who feel oppressed and depressed and who feel like that there's no reality in their world, that it just can't change, Father. And they don't, you know, it's not the fact that they don't know you. They just, just bogged down. They just beat down. I pray that you strengthen them, Father. I pray for those, Father, who need a boost in their marriage and their finances and their health, Father. I pray that you bless them and turn that situation around. Uh, I pray, Father, that you would do splendid and wonderful things for your people who depend upon you, who look towards you on a daily basis. I pray to help the children with their homeworks and even help the parents who uh, do the e-learning with their kids who may not understand all this stuff, may not know how to work a computer, you know, may not be savvy, Father, but I actually give them wisdom and discernment above their measure. And, Father, I just thank you again for the day. I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And like I said, 
Today we're going to be looking at Psalm 16. We're going to be seeing what is David saying and what is God saying? What is David saying to God? Because this, you know, even though you may not think that you're having a two-way conversation, but when you begin to pray, it's a two-way com conversation because God is receiving what you're saying and he's sending back what you're saying. And so let's look at verse one. He said, preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. And this is what David is saying about this. That he put his trust in the Lord. This word trust has been seen like 37 times in the Old Testament. And when you put your trust in God, that means that you're not leading into your own understanding. Understand this. David had been in countless battles. He had been on the run from Saul. Uh, he had seen giants. And we know he saw a giant. He saw a giant like Goliath. He saw him and dealt with him. And God was with him. So he understood that he put his trust in God because God had gave him victory after victory after victory in battle before his enemies. And, you know, God was with him. Even when his father-in-law wanted to kill him, God was with David, protecting him. And what David is saying to me and you, we can put our trust in God. Understand this. Yes, David was king over all of Israel. But understand this, David knew what it was to be on a run. He knew what it was to be hungry because, you know, it says that him and his men went into the house of God and ate the showbread. Jesus even declared that in the, Old, in the New Testament that David, when he was hungry, he went into God's house and ate the showbread. So, understand this. So, he knew he could trust God because David had depended upon God for his life. And so, like I said, this is a Masonic, this is a Masonic Psalms. This is the third time that you're going to see, uh, see this. And then in verse 2, he says, O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art the Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. See, when you look at this, we know that he's talking about Jehovah. He's talking about God. And God is that safety place. He's a supporter. He's the the glue that holds everything together. And David knows this because, like I said, he has seen God in, in his life numerous times. He even had conversations with God. And God told him what was going to happen before it could happen. Just think if we can understand that, that we serve a God that can tell us what is going to happen before it happens. 
So, of course, you can put your trust in this God. This God, this powerful God, Jehovah. In other words, we can put our trust in him. We can know that he's capable, he's able to do all these wonderful things. And David is just declaring this because this is something that we all need to know. We need to know what God can do in difficult situations. So I just want to talk about Psalm 16 today. I want to encourage those who don't know what it means just to trust in God. And this 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 psalm is going to give you the ability to trust in God in adverse situations and circumstances. And I want you to know that the word really works. The word really works if you believe it. But first, before you can do anything, you got to believe that God exists. You won't have faith until you believe that God exists. And I believe and I know for sure that God exists because of the victories and the things that you've done for me. And so, you know, this is what I would like to say to do today as a homework assignment. Take a piece of paper out and write all the things that came negative to you and see what God did. Did he leave you there? Did he help you out? Because I want you to see, I want you to recognize that God is there and he has been there. And sometimes we just don't give him the recognition and honor that's due to him. We tend to, you know, gloss over that. And I want you to know right now, whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Remember, like I said, this psalm is David, is, he's talking about his, his God, his relationship. See, when you have a relationship with someone, you know them by their actions and by their deeds. You know them. And we know God because he given us his word. And we can rely on his word. And we can trust him. Even when we are in perilous times, when they're saying they're going to come and take the car, or they're going to come and take the house, or they're going to take you to court, this trust that David says, he says in, in verse 1, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. In other words, this whole thing I was talking about, Psalm 34, verse 19, and David put his whole trust in God. And I want you to be able to put your trust in God and know that he's a, a way maker, that he's a provider, that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. He is the great I am. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go a little bit further. We're gonna go into look at verse three. But to the saints that are in the earth, and in the excellent in whom is all my delight. Now, David is talking about this goodness. He's talking about the saints in the earth. I'm talking about if you have. I'm quite sure you know some saints. Because your saints can be your mama. It can be your daddy. It can be your, your, mother's, your mother's friend. 
It can be your aunt, it can be your uncle. It can be somebody who's so close to you that been in your world who have done exceedingly things for you. But David, he says that, but to the saints that are in the earth. See, I want you to understand, there are people in the earth that live for God. I don't care how much wickedness that you see. I don't care how much negative things that you hear on the news. There are some people, there are some saints on this earth, and some of these saints are in your household. You might be this saint that, that he's talking about because the earth has God's people in the earth. So when you're serving God, I want you to understand it. You're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God has strategically placed you in circumstances so that he can be your deliverer. This is the story of Moses when we get back to part four about destiny. But we're just going to talk about Psalm 16 and the impact that it has in the believer's life. And I want you to, you know, that it doesn't see one thing about the word of God. It don't have to be a hundred verses to make an impact in somebody's life. Now, Psalm 16 only has 11 verses, but it has so much meat and potatoes in it that it'll save your life, that it will save your life because when you're getting ready to go through some things, you need to know to trust God. And I hope that this helped you. I hope that this helped you. I hope that you help, that it helps you. I want you to know that, yeah, we're going to have sorrows in this life. We're going to have things happen to us. See, I don't want you to think that, you know, that you're not going to go through with God or you're just going to be so elevated that you don't see these things. That's not how it works. And I don't want to deceive you. I want to just be honest with you. That when you land in the bed, worrying about things, God is there with you. When you don't know what to do, he's there with you. When you think that he's not there, he's there with you. So like I said, I just wanted just to share this with you. Uh, I want you to know that you can trust in God, that you can believe in him. And so I just want to share that with you tonight. I want to share what God is sharing with me about Psalm 16. Just been on my heart to do it. And so I said, well, what about now? See, sometimes we can't put off the things that God wants to talk about. In verse 4, it says, Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink office, their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. So this is dealing with people who, who, who fall away from God. And they're going at the other God, because remember, there's only one, one true God. And he's declaring that they're going to have sorrows. It says, their sorrows should be multiplied. 
that hasten after another God means that it's going to move, move upon them quickly, swiftly. It's going to be just instantly. That's how it's going to happen. And so I just want to share that with you. In other words, men like this, there's no joy without God. I don't care if anybody tell you, oh, man, I'm having fun. I'm having fun without God. There is no fun without God. Understand that there is no joy without God in your life. Remember that. There's no joy. In other words, all you're going to end up is in sorrow. But this Psalm 16 is a Masonic Psalm. It's, it's going talking about Christ and things like that. And I want you to understand it, that you can trust in God. And this, is, this is what David did. He put his whole trust in God. He, you know, yes, and he had difficulties, you know, I'm talking about, you know, and when you, when you fall, you fall hard. But one thing that, the, the special thing about David is that he knew how to repent. He knew how to talk to God in sincerity. See, true repentance means that you're going to change your way. True repentance is going to show you your error. True repentance is that you're going to try your best to be different than you were yesterday. I want you to know that. You need to know that. Whatever's on your heart and mind right now is on God's heart and mind. If you're looking out the window and, and you don't see anything going on, you just understand there's things going on. God is working when you're sleeping. God is working when you're up. God is working in the midst of your situation. Now, when we go into verse 5, we're going to be seeing things concerning the Messiah. Uh, we're going to see things that is going to happen. And this is what it says. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. This is a personal pronoun. It refers to the Messiah. Some even think that those refer to him. But in all scriptures, a double reference, a person must be understood. It's difficult to tell just where David is referring to. And when the Messiah is exclusively meant. See, this is what the Lord is my portion. My inheritance and a cup thou maintainest my lot. God is your everything. The general rule to follow is taking those things that could refer to David as referring to him and those that could only refer to the Messiah and referring to him. What could refer to both should be taken as doing so, for example, could reference to both David and the Messiah. This is this is this is in verse eight eight through ten. Could only refer to the Messiah, for they are fulfilled in him. If you go to Acts chapter two twenty five, you're gonna you're gonna see 
where this is fulfilled. Acts chapter 2, verses 25 to 28. And I'm going to go there right quick so that you can see what I'm talking about because I want you to understand that this power in this 11-verse Psalms. And you, I'm telling you, I just want to just, like I said, I just want to share with you what's on my heart today is to just share God's word because I want you to know God. I want you to know that he cares about you. I said, Acts chapter 2, verses, I'm going to look at it again, uh, 2, 25 through 28. And it says this, For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, and thou shalt not move. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy conscience. See, David understood that God was with him. So this is why he can trust. This is why he can not be moved. This is why he can, you know, stand firmly on his God. In other words, he didn't have to run and he didn't have to run. He didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to be kill Saul because he knew that God was working in the midst of these things, that God was moving in his life just like he's moving in your life. And so we can see that this is David's trust, Psalm 16. Very powerful. I want to share it with you. I want to share some things with you so that you can see it. And then, you know, in Acts chapter 13, verse 35, this is what it says. God has fulfilled the same unto us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus again. And it's also written in the second Psalms, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. See? God raised him from the dead. And it's found in Psalms 2. In other words, it's talking about this Messiah that's coming. And we see that Christ fulfills these things in Scripture. But this is it's Psalm 16. It's, it's sharing all this with you, in other words. And so there's, and, and you have to have, you know, you have to have, I want you to know the knowledge of what God is doing so you can take this same, same word right here, Psalm 16, and speak it into your existence, speak it into your world. And then we're going to go to verse 6. The lines are falling unto me in a pleasant place. Yea, I have a godly heritage. And so, understand that God is with you. He said, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reigns also is instructed in me in the night season. 
Do you know that God is with you in the night season? You know when you're laying there and, and you're beginning to murmur and complain that he's there, that he's there with you, that he's there. I want you to know that, that he's there. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance or share in life. This is the verse five. This figure is taken from the ideal, the general division of the promised land that the tribes of Levi had no inheritance, but were to live off parts of the offering which fell to the share of divine service. God himself is called their share. Jehovah is called their share. And this is what I mean about, you know, sometimes we look at the man of God and, you know, we say, oh, it's, it's something about them. It might not be right. But understand this. They are God's portion. In other words, they get what God is supposed to get to be able to actually to build up the body. And so sometimes we look at these things, we don't really understand what's going on. But we have to have confidence in God that, first of all, that we trust in God and not man. Now, if you make man your God, then you, you got a problem. You got a real problem. You make man your God. Remember, you have to trust God and not man. It's like this, follow me as I follow the Lord. If you see Danny not following the Lord, then you move on. Don't sit there and, and be with me and you know I'm in my mess. Move on. Move far, run from me. But I'm telling you today, I'm walking with the Lord. I'm telling you today, in other words, I'm not, I'm not double-minded. I'm not trying to swindle anyone. I just want to get his word that God has put in my heart. And I want to give it to you so that you can know that God is real. My whole purpose is just to share this God with me. In other words, not just about talking about the word, but in my life. In other words, I need to walk it. You know, uh, when it comes to my children, you know, I want to like uh, beat the word into them. But one day, the Holy Spirit just told me, just clear, live a life. Live a life. In other words, if I live a life, my testimony is going to be to my kids, hey, my father lived a life. <coughs> my father lived a life. In other words, uh, I'm not going to have a measuring stick with them. I'm just going to live a life. If I live the life, They'll live the life. They have to see me live this life. Not me throwing scriptures at them. They got to see my personal walk. They got to see can their father live the life that he's talking about. You know, do this podcast show. In other words, I have to be right. In other words, I can't do this because this is not me. This is all God. I don't have no power. I don't have nothing. There's nothing in me. There's nothing in me but just the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Perfection dwells inside of me, which I know, and I understand that. But I know that it's not me, it's God. And, and I'm, I'm gonna go on a little bit further because I, I want you to know these things. Now, in verses five through 11, it's 20 references of the Messiah within this Psalms. The Lord is the portion, my inheritance, 
or share in life. The figures taken from the ideal, the general division of the promised land. And like I said, God is my portion. The Lord is my portion. He's my cup is a figure of salvation. Let's, let's go on here. Let's look at this. Let's go back. At verse 7. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. Night season. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. He's talking about Messiah. He's talking about Christ. He's talking, I'm talking about David is talking about stuff that has never even came yet. In other words, so when he's talking, he's giving you something prophetic, something to come. And so this is what this is talking about. He says, therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoice. My flesh also shall rest in hope. See, you know, like this, one thing that the church has and what believers have, we have hope. You know, hope ain't no wish. Hope means that we got hope in God. We got hope in Christ. In other words, that he's going to do it. You don't want to be wishing for something. We have hope because guess what? He gives us hope. He gives us hope for a better reality, a better way. So we have hope. I want you to grab a hold of hope and just pull it into you. He says, for thou would not leave my soul in hell, neither would thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Now this is, you know what I'm talking about, this is, this is, this is David, like I said, in like in Acts 2, verse, you know, 25, that he's, He's seeing Christ on earth. He's before him. In other words, see, God had given him revelation that I'm coming. I'm coming for my people. I'm coming to, and so, guess this, I check this out. So when your loved ones, they cling to this word, it means that if they are passing, if they're going through something, guess what's going on? They're seeing God. In this, in in what they're going through. In other words, and God is calling them. In other words, he's going to be there for them. And this word right here should give you comfort. I want to let anyone know who is missing someone. Now, like I have a mother and a son who are not here on this earth. But in this Psalms right here, I know that they are where they're at. In other words, I have all the surety that this is what this is saying in Psalm 16. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. All thy right hand, there is pleasant pleasures forevermore. So, when your loved ones are uh, not here, especially your loved ones who have Revelation Psalm 16, they're letting you know, basically, that they know. And just like David knew 
He's seen God. God is deaf. So I just wanted to encourage you about what Psalm 16 means. It means that uh, David was seeing God before it was time for him to go. He knew that God would be there for him so he can trust in God. So I want you today, all those who doubt in God, put some trust in God because he's there for you. I thank you for listening to the show. And I'm going to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you today. I thank you for Psalm 16, Father. I thank you for the Masonic promise of you. And I thank you, Father, for giving it to your people who read your word, who hung out your word, Father. They know that you exist. And they have their trust in you just like David did and clung to it. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Jehovah. I thank you, God. I pray, Father, that you bless your people today. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen. I want to tell you, don't forget to send in your prayer requests. Also, I want you to know, take the third day challenge. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 34. And we're going to get back to the destiny, dealing with Moses' life. But I want you to see that Psalm 16 is a Masonic psalm. It's talking about Christ and what he's going to do. And David seen Christ. And he understood that he could trust in God. And I want you to trust in God based upon Psalm 16. I want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm asking God to bless you. Keep me in your thoughts. This is your host, Danny Hampton, once again, for the You Do Not Alone podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Amen. Love you.